Growing pains. Growing pains. Um, oh, you take the booty, you take the bag, and all together. No, that's the facts of life. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Talking, Laughing, Loving, Breathing, a show about gay, but not just about gay, about a lot of other stuff too, like, um, I'm Crosby, and I'm Julia, we're just two gay friends who managed to never hook up, and for that, we deserve an award. This is Talking, Laughing, Loving, Breathing. Cozy in my bed. I have a quilt and a comforter, and I've got pillows to the back and to the front. Tell me about the quilt. My mind is drawn right to the quilt. I'm a quilt girl myself, and um, making or simply having. I really wish my best friend made a quilt once, and I was like, "That's too. That's a little bit crazy." She's like really smart. She like went to Brown, and she like works for the New York Times, and like you know, all these things. And she like also makes quilts and like designs people's wedding invitations, just friends for fun. She'll do like as a favor. I'm like, you don't, she's like, I do it for my mental health. You know, it's like a mental health, like keep your hands busy. And I'm like, that's the difference between, you know, a smart person. (laughs) Like I know things that will be better for my mental health. I don't do them. I cannot brush my teeth without <laughs> watching a YouTube video or listening to a podcast. Wait. Okay. <laughs> okay. Julia. Wait, what? Julia. I this that's the <laughs> this morning my phone had died because I had stayed in bed for upwards of an hour. And your brain was like screaming at you. Yeah. And it was like I was even too lazy to just plug it in so I could keep looking at TikTok. <laughs> so it died. And I was like, I guess this is when I get up to brush my teeth. And then I was like, what am I going to do without a podcast? And I was like flitting through my brain being like, do I bring my computer in to like watch anything, anything, give me anything. It could be a podcast that I hate. I I need. Oh, and I was thinking like, this is fucked up. And you just really made me feel better. It's a real struggle. It's a real struggle. I have let up a little bit on – I've sort of forgiven myself. It's like if I just let myself have the podcast and I don't feel guilty about that, then I'm like, okay, just going about my little business. Otherwise, like I would like never floss, you know? Exactly. So all that to say, to sit down and to craft a quilt. And, and the thing is, maybe she's she'd be like, no, I'm the same. I have to listen to an audiobook. I'm like, no, you don't get it. You're still doing the best version of this thing. That is still reminiscent of like, uh, you know, the ladies used to quilt and listen to the radio, like listen to news of the war on the radio. Yeah. I'm also, do you think that we, part of me is like, do I not do the things because I am, like, it's a rebellious thing in me that's like, oh, you want me to do the perfect thing so that I am, a, you know, like, is it part of us that's like a little rebellious, like leftover rebellion that is never ever going to serve us ever again as adults? Because like now everything we have to rebel against is like for our own well-being. 
So who's saying, who in your mind is saying that we need to make the quilt? <laughs> right, right. What right, are we right. rebelling against? Okay. I guess um, society, wellness, <laughs> culture, like, like produ- productivity kind of like narratives. Like, oh, when you're, you know, and also like, I mean, it's good for you. Like it is like doing things with your hands that are like repetitive. Hold on one goddamn minute. Were you or were you not at some point this year, this summer even, sitting on a park bench in New York doing cross-stitch, needlepoint? What's the difference? Needlepoint. A, that was a dark time for me. And so in the darkest times, I am driven to that, which I've been avoiding for forever. I do it. And I'm like, I must escape. This is the only way. And I'm kind of really like, that's kind of why I like, like, I, I don't like it, but like, you know, that feeling of like after a breakup or like after a, just something really shitty happening and you're like freed from these, you're just so sad and downtrodden. So untethered like, from yes. any sort of, yeah. You're just like trying things on like in life, like you're trying on needlepoint in the park. Like, oh, I'm like, maybe I'm a girl now who walks to the park and needlepoints. Never have I ever done it again, even though it was maybe the best day of my whole life. Healing. Yeah. Healing. <laughs> and here's the other thing. Like I try enough things to know exactly what would make me feel great. Oh, the problem is not that we don't know. The problem right. has never been no. that we don't know. Oh, you know what it is? It's some bullshit of like that shit you read about chaos is more comforting than just like pure peaceful sort of like read it babe i live it (laughs) you know they're like if you were raised in a blah 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 then it will feel scary to like be like at peace with your thoughts and just sort of like taking care of yourself might feel foreign i mean this is like with eating disorder stuff this is like everything is like at the end of the day i have a problem with authority whatever that is and so in high school, it was very clear what that was. It was like parents, school, that, like police <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, now I love the police. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an adult now. <laughs> um, uh, but now it's like I'm the only one I have to, to answer to. So I'm the authority. And it's like I'm in this twisted, fucked up game of like – not listening to what I tell them. It's like, you should go to the gym, darling. You should go because it's really good for you. You feel good. You'll like, whatever. We know, we know, we get it. We get it. We get it. it. I have not been to the gym in in two. I mean, I have not worked out. Let's not say the gym. I don't care, but like, I've not like exercised a muscle in two to three. Two to three. What? (laughs) Years. Oh, fuck. That's okay. I, I, yeah, it is. It is. That's, well, that's the other thing is like, is, you know, we, we all know this thing too, of like not starting something if you can't do it perfectly. And so it's some fun combination of the two. What about though? Like if you actually, I mean, the things that you want to rebel against, what if you are actually like great at being an authority on yourself and great at being in charge of yourself? And for you, like being in charge of yourself is like, I don't enjoy going to the gym or whatever, you know, like you're only measuring that by the external uh, measures of authority. Girly. 
it's so that's them remembering theater school like going after to the Shakespeare teacher and being like, I'm just so lazy and like so bad in this class. I'm just trying to whatever. And he was like, why do you think that? And I was like, excuse? I was figuring you'd be like, kind of like, yeah, we're really worried about you or whatever. Thank you for, yeah. So maybe I also just have a self, I'm more comfortable with the idea that I'm like a lazy loser than the idea that maybe I'm doing like perfectly fine. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like also I've, I've become a whole new person in my brain since COVID. Like, I don't really know. It's kind of starting from scratch a little bit, how I interact with work in the world and like time and scheduling, obviously for everybody as well. I really connect with that as well. And I think that that's where things like podcast while brushing teeth Mm-hmm. comes in especially and, and it, I know that I was like a little bit like that before and definitely you know shorter and shorter attention span all the time of course mm-hmm. but since COVID I feel like the pressure to and we've talked about this I always think about what you wisely said which is COVID is not a residency Um, but this pressure to be like making use, yeah, to be making use of the time to be like, even if, even if it's not creating something necessarily, even if it's consuming, reading, watching, learning, listening, Mm -hmm. I constantly feel like there is this wealth of, there's this overload of information that I will never know all of it and there's just i always have the podcast queue backed up the netflix queue backed up the book queue backed up but it does the specific drive sort of comes from like a capitalist right sensibility of like i want to check this off i want to have conquered this episode of the podcast you know like yeah i want to achieve this i want to have it well, that's like one of the craziest things to me is that you feel like you're not productive and you're one of the most productive people that I know, truly. You I like you like run through books. Like I know so many people who literally have not read a book in two years. I think the hack there is you have to just be really forgiving with yourself about what you like to read. It's like let go of pretension about what you think you should be reading and mm-hmm. sometimes – a frivolous novel is where it's at. Sometimes something serious is where it's at. I read a lot of play, like, I don't know. It's just letting yeah, go of what you think just you should not, be reading. I know. See, but like you're framing it now as like, well, the only reason I can like kind of do that one is because I figured out the dumb way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but like you really just have read like a lot of books, period. It has become increasingly difficult to like – when I'm reading a book, my brain is like, what else, what else, what else, what else? Um, right, definitely cannot say, be in the same room as your phone. That's another key. Not even same room. You can't even have it in your sight yeah, line. I think there's studies about so that. Like, even if your phone is, like, across the room, but you can see it from where you're sitting, you actually can't focus. Oh, um, that's great. Because that's so true. I get phantom texts. Like, if I – if, like, like, light kind of, like, hits it in a way that makes me – I'll just, I'll look at my phone. Like it's my child, like every, just making sure. If I put my phone in the nightstand, drawer closed, it's at least less tempting every single second, which should make me feel better because that's a tool. That's a strategy, right? But it makes me feel dumb because 
it's just so easy to trick, you know, like my brain is dumb, 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 dumb. Cause I put it in the nightstand. Like, right. That's idiotic. Well, yeah, but that's, that's the difference between like the people we consider smart people, like the good smart people who are doing, do stuff like that without judging themselves. They're like, oh yeah, I put it like, cause, cause our brains, that's how it works. And we're like, oh, we're so dumb dumbs. <laughs> we have to hide our little dumb phone from our stupid right, animal brain. Right, right. It's like, it can't like, ever just be. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I just had a year of reading like kind of like fun, more frilly books instead of like. Because everything was so depressing right. that I just wanted, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I think we've all forgiven ourselves for like, like TV being bad, over. No one talks about that. And remember in like the 90s and like early 2000s, right, just right. like screen time or this whatever. virtuous, yeah, no. We're in a golden era of television, babe. <laughs> yeah. If you're not partaking... You're going to get left behind. Yeah. Get get on board, honeys. Ugh. Have you heard about, I haven't seen it, but have you heard about physical on Apple? No. Okay. Because I'm fucking freaking out. Someone told me about it last night and I'm like, why haven't Julie and I heard about this what is show? It? It's Rose Byrne. I think <gasps> it's set in the 80s. It's about she let's can. get physical. It's like that, that time of obsession with working out. Yeah. She's <gasps> bulimic in it, babe. Oh, she's bulimic. Sugar. Oh, it's sugar. Who loves eating disorder shows Movies. and content more than those among us who have suffered? It's so good. How much Less is there? Like, How much is there? I don't. Uh, a few apps. Ongoing, or it's all released at the same time? I don't know. Oh my god. Let's use our pod email for the free trial. Yes. Yep. Okay. What was that movie um, where the girl from Growing Pains played the anorexic girl? Growing Pains. Growing Pains. Um, oh, you take the movie, you take the vagina all together. No, that's the facts of life. No, Growing Pains is show me that smile. Ooh, show me that smile. Oh, I'm looking it up real quick just so I know. Yeah. I know, but like I can't. You know, it's um, Kirk Cameron, and yes. yes, you know it. So which girl, Tracy Gold? Tracy Gold, yes, she was in it. She's, yes, and this this was like super nineties. This was a Lifetime movie or something like that. Something to where it was part of my high school health oh, curriculum yeah. as we watched this movie. Oh my god! Which. It seems irresponsible. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Wasn't she also like actually she ill? She actually was. Doesn't mm-hmm. it seem crazy for a health curriculum to just sort of outsource the eating disorder education to a lifetime movie? Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, you they showed you that in school? Yes. No. Yeah. Oh my God. You know how many girls like became anorexic after watching that? Inspiring. Yeah. It was thinspo. <laughs> it was, it was oh. early thinspo. Jesus. Also, there's God. nothing more you want in high school or whatever. Like you already feel misunderstood and you kind mm-hmm. of want to like live in that space. Yes. In, um, in the tween year. Uh, yeah. In like middle school. Oh, if I could get my hands on a young adult book about mm-hmm. a girl 
with anorexia. It was, I, and this was before, you know, this was before my endeavors. Um, but it was, it was like, oh, my my dad was obsessed with watching um, Intervention. It's like one of his favorite shows. We watched Intervention and Cops with my so dad every. Oh single my god, night. Cops is oh my god. It oh, <laughs> I can't think about it for too long. I want to throw up. I want to throw up. And we sat like like my sibling five. 10, 15 years old, like sitting around the TV on the floor. My dad sitting in the back, just lapping it up. Loving, loving, loving. Cheaters too. Cheaters. <laughs> Cheaters. Just, you know, an innocent kind of a uh, fucked. Enjoy, enjoying feeding on worst moments. <sighs> but I remember the intervention. They had like so many, they had a few little sprinkled in there eating disorder ones. And I would mm. be like, uh, I don't know what. <laughs> like, I'd turn this up. What was so intoxicating about that as young people? Uh, I because, like, like I said, this was even before. Like, it was something that I was struggling with, and it wasn't just like, oh, it's cathartic to read about something right. that I'm struggling with. I was just so like addicted to like how. I mean, really, they they did escape. It, they were in misery, but they were escaping every responsibility in life, especially these people. I mean, like intervention is like the worst of the worst. <clears throat> so they really did get to live in like a different reality successfully. They were done hiding. Like everyone knew there's something fascinating about that, about like the bulimics, like, or even like hair, like whatever was going on with people, just their family having full knowledge, like kind of like watching it sometimes or like seeing them high or like seeing them after a binge or like watching them binge, like, Certain things about that, about it being just out of the shadows, to me was like, whoa, <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't want anyone to see. Yeah. And because, I mean, this is true across the, it just TV and and movies and books across the board get to gloss over the minutiae of yeah. life by nature of being TV and, and, and movies and telling a story it's really glossing over not just the minutiae, but more importantly, the really fucking ugly, like disgusting parts. I remember this book about like, she was an ice skater. She was like a 14 year old competitive ice skater. And it was just like her skating in teeny outfits. And that's- In the book? In the book, yeah. <laughs> and and then, you know, like, and it's what she didn't bring for lunch or, or whatever, you know, it's just, it's none of like the actual, the actual shit. It, it, when you're telling a story, you gloss over the really like truly ugly. And I'm sure, I'm sure physical and other like mm -hmm. uh, contemporary representations have probably gotten better about like a more holistic, realistic picture. But I mean, well, because intervention didn't glamorize, I guess it's glamorized because it's TV. And so, yeah, it's like these like high like high tension moments or like these moments where it's especially they're like they're definitely like the star of the show you know what I mean they're like the star of this like tragedy and so that's appealing probably being the star of a tragedy yeah is a very intoxicating yeah. ordeal even to even to me now sort of really <laughs> um, right. but but when I was young to like a very serious extent like 
it's all the old school like Tumblr and live journal, like the graphics that would be like everyone else sees her smile and yeah. only she knows yeah. that when it's raining she's crying or, or whatever you know. It's like, Taylor Swift's entire discography. I, oh, like um, I remember songs that really spoke to me were this exact thing, like. Um, Brick by Ben Folds Five. Oh, like, she's a brick, and I'm drowning. So, like, like that's the abortion like, song, isn't it? It's the abortion song, which um didn't. <sighs> this was like unconnected. Yeah. Oh, let's totally get back to that. This is sort of like separate from the- my abortion. <laughs> um, this, <laughs> this was like years and years before, like middle school. This song was speaking to me because it was like the man like noticing right the girl's pain and like perceiving the pain as significant enough to like sing about or like, counting crows sullivan street we sing it a little sing it a little it's like i'm almost <laughs> drowning in her seas she's nearly fallen on her knees whoa <laughs> you know what my my one of this was huh? um 311 beautiful disaster Beautiful disaster. Oh shit! Again. Oh my god! I remember this girl, um, Brenna Burling, had that as her Zanga song, <gasps> and I was like, "This is fucking genius!" Wow. Or um, Meet Virginia. I mean, you know. I, oh yeah, Meet Virginia. Meet Virginia. Yeah. Also, Our Lady Peace had a song called Julia that was sort of oh. like about this. Oh, Can you imagine. Can you imagine? It's as if I commissioned it. It was like, oh. and she never cries, but I know there's hurt inside. Mm. Julia. It's like, <laughs> yes. You're like 15. You're like, Julia. <laughs> so it was, I mean, to be the star of a tragedy and to like have your pain taken out of the mundane and like recognized as something that was more. That was a sweet spot. And guys, let it, ugh, please let it be clear. We fucking know that eating disorders are a disease that aren't like a vain sort of like thing that people are choosing because blah, 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 blah. Absolutely. We're just talking in a broader sense, like the experience of this whole life. Right. That phenomenon before all that, it, it, just middle school, puberty, yeah. like depression and like, it, you know, just really wanting like a boy actually to yeah to notice right yes to be yeah. seen <laughs> to really be seen. You know what? If Carrie Brownstein like sing about my pain, I think I would still get off to that. Now. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, now we listen to Indigo Girls and like you know Melissa Etheridge, and we are like, "Mommies, understand yeah. me." <laughs> never got uh, oh, um, God. do we talk about brick and abortion or do we talk about bachelor in paradise this is the question <laughs> um let's talk about brick and abortion okay i just uh so brick is about a guy who like mm-hmm. whose girlfriend or something gets pregnant and they go and get an abortion it's sort of about the after effects of that for their relationship or something which is, by the way, also the premise of Red Ragtop, the country song, one of the best country songs of all time. In the back of that red ragtop, she said, please don't stop loving me. Who is this by? 
I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but it is the best country song ever written. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it's two men, right? These are examples of men singing about, you know what I wish more men would talk about is how abortions have really fucking helped their lives. Yeah. Oh, Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. Oh, ever heard of him? Tim McGraw, duh. That's been my thing lately. It's like I know more guys who who have created an embryo or a fetus that ha- has gotten aborted than I know women who have gotten abortions who that I know of, which I'm sure more whatever. Doesn't fucking matter anyway. But like – and I – it's like every woman around this time when like when uh, that good old time of year when a certain state is just like deciding to play with that shit. Women have to like come out with their abortion tales and men. I don't understand like men benefit so much from abortion. Truly. And that's why Brick really looks different um, from from where we are now because it does i mean the song sort of chronicles it does seem like in the song she is having a hard time and then and and so then he's not only sad about having made that choice i guess like maybe he didn't want her to make that choice to begin with and now he's also like really concerned about her and like invested in her pain but and I think I, I like thought that was really romantic, but now I'm kind of like she made that, is like respect her choice, respect her choice, and don't sing a sad boy song about it. And right. maybe her pain. I mean, I'm just gonna speak for myself and say when I had my abortion and I was 18, I really, I really like kind of postured as sad and like being broken mm-hmm. about it for a long time after, and like felt regretful. And then I realized years later, actually, that um, I had really just sort of internalized a message that I should be sad and and regretful. And I realized, like, I actually felt entirely right about it the whole time. Like, there was never a question in my mind, even if I maybe postured like it was a difficult decision. It actually wasn't. And it makes me feel good. Even at such a young age, like, I was able to make the right choice for myself. And at that time I thought like, well, I do want kids, but I just not now. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, don't want kids. Thank so I really, God. yeah, it makes me feel good that I made that choice. Anyway, um, I didn't know until I read Lindy West writing about her abortion that being fine was an option. What did, did she write a book? Yeah. Who's her this? book Shrill that the oh. Hulu series is based on amazing she wrote about it yeah in shrill and it just resonated so much because she was just another book on the list another book on the julia list oh read everything lindy what you want to talk about like the intersection of so smart and so fun like literally there's not that many books that you can really like laugh out loud at you know it's just not how reading works i'm like often uncontrollably shaking when I read Landy West's books oh my and, God. and her Substack also. Um, but yeah, she wrote about how like it was an emotionally loaded decision, like more yeah. than, you know, uh, breaking your wrist or something just because it like, it brings, it involves issues about relationship and future and like, you know, and I think that that was totally what it was. I just sort of, confused emotionally 
loaded with being sad and realized that I was actually fine the whole time. And the only thing that really hurt me was the stigma. So anyway, who knows if that was Brit girl's experience or not, but I got to think it's a lot of people's experience. I remember what I got from that song as a teen wasn't that like, oh, like if I get an abortion, I'll be supported by like whoever. it, It was that abortions are hard and terrible and you're going to be like like so like definitely going to be depressed whatever like and it's like from this guy's perspective so maybe I will back up a little bit on my thing here's here's the tricky part is like I do want men there's that dilemma when things like this happen where it's like let the voices let like women's voices be louder whatever and then it's like, also, it's like we all need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it affects all of us. Yeah. Right. I just think men aren't necessarily like it is a law against us. Um, but also like men and like men in, in positions where they are part of the deci- the decision. Let's say there are instances where it's like it's like they want to make a choice together, a woman and a man, whatever or even who are like happy about the decision of someone getting an abortion, they're not just an ally. Like they are a direct, direct beneficiary. Beneficiary. (laughs) It's like, it is for you. It is benefiting you. You are better and happier and safer. Like so many things Mm -hmm. are true for you that I, I don't know how to, how to reconcile like the silence, you know? Right. Right. There's no, there's no right answer because we don't live in a monolith. (laughs) Is bachelor in paradise just a casualty? It is, I guess, but I think it is. Okay. We, uh, I think it is because I have too much to say to try and just say one thing. Oh, (laughs) we've really covered it. Summary. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how we can keep pushing out these <laughs> gems, but we find a way. We really do. Eh. Nevertheless, we persisted. Nevertheless, I love you. I love you. And if you, you know, if your comment, if you're pro-choice. <laughs> just in general, just say anything. Yeah, just say it out loud wherever you are. <laughs> also, Review. Say review. that in your review. If right, you're, right. Great review. 